0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Bible and Breakfast. Uh, really excited to have our guest today, uh, Coach Jimmy Dykes. Uh, coach is a, a former coach. He's an author and he's currently a, a college basketball analyst with ESPN and, and does a lot of games in the SEC. Uh, coach, thank you so much for taking time to be with us tonight. Andrew,
1: great. I'm grateful to be with you, man. I look forward to visiting with you. and I, I love talking basketball, but I, I love talking about uh, my the, the Bible as well. So, <laughs> you got two really good things going on there in my mind. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, kind of before we start talking, you know, a little bit about your faith and your background, we're, we're less than a week away, you know, from the college basketball season officially starting. I know you're busy and you have a lot of things going on, but uh, just kind of tell me how how excited are you for the college basketball season to start?
1: Yeah. You know, I've already been to Kentucky a couple of times. Um, I did one of their exhibition games and there was, Close to twenty thousand people there, and just reminded me of what we missed last year, and so it's going to have a. I'm, I'm watching Kansas right now on my computer as we talk. Uh, their exhibition game and Allen Fieldhouse is full again, so that that's just such a great feeling, you know, at, at any level when you got fans there and it feels normal again. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. I think I think the basketball in front of us next. Four and a half, five months is going to be outstanding. There's really, really good teams. College basketball is deep this year with a, with a lot of teams that are legitimate contenders for the Final Four. So, you know, the, the, the transfer portal has changed the game. Teams are older now, uh, so it's uh, there's there's a lot of storylines for us to follow. Obviously, Coach K and you know, coaching change at North Carolina. Just a, a lot of big storylines. But I can't wait to get started. My first game, my first real game is. Florida State at Florida here on, just right there after the uh, starting date. And I go to the Atlantis for the Bahamas, which is a loaded up field this year. So it's a, like everybody else involved with college ball right now. There's a lot of studying, a lot of film, a lot of phone calls uh, during my day right now.
0: Yeah, and it is exciting, man, just seeing all these these fans and these exhibition games. And uh, the Bahamas doesn't sound too bad. It will, will be a good yeah. trip for you. And uh, you'll be down in our neck of the woods in Gainesville, it sounds like. Uh, down here in Florida, which the weather's been beautiful down here. So uh, really excited for that. But like we said, Coach, I just really love to intertwine basketball and our faith. And I think, you know, basketball is such a tool and it's a powerful tool in order to, you know, to show people who Jesus is and, and to connect with people on that level. And if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing a little bit about your story, you know, how you came to know Jesus, what faith means to you, and maybe something that God's really been challenging you with, uh, recently something you've been learning uh, we would love to hear that
1: yeah I was um, very fortunate to be raised in a family and my mom and dad took us to church when I was as, as, as a young boy and I asked Jesus into my heart when I was 11 we were living in Kansas at the time and my faith had just kind of steadily grown over the years you know the way, the way I kind of look at it and describe it to people and I've you know, been very fortunate that God has been so good to me, like He is to all of us. Uh when things have gone my way and when things haven't gone my way, i I felt God's presence and his love every bit is strong to all the different things far. Uh, this is a very powerful thing to me. And it's uh one that our is very prevalent in our home. We've excuse me, my wife and I have a 16 year old daughter and we start our day every day. We start with a family prayer, praying together as a family. And that's how we end our night. And it's <clears throat> the most important thing in my life is my faith. Our, our marriage is based on it, how we raise our families based on it. Um, how I go about doing my job. I, it's all tied back to God's written word and, his instructions for us in terms of how he designed for us to live and the, and the close authentic walk that we're supposed to have with him. So, um, unlike everybody else, it's just an ongoing walk, an ongoing trust, an ongoing growth. He shows me something new. It seems like every day, or puts me in a position that requires me to be on my knees before him, spending time with him every day, and that's a that's a really good spot to be in.
0: Yeah. And is that something, you know, obviously as coaches and, you know, in your profession as a broadcaster, it's, it's just busy and it's nonstop and there's always something going on. And, and obviously the, the wins and the losses can kind of take precedent over other things in our life. And it's really easy to kind of kind of hone in on, on fixing the, the basketball side of things. But when things get crazy and, and things start going you know, maybe the pressure's high or there's a a losing streak that coaches are dealing with. How do you, how do you keep your focus on, on God? I know, you know, you, you sound pretty disciplined with your routine and, you know, the prayers in the morning and staying in the word, but, you know, for a lot of coaches, it's not that easy. Is there any advice you would have on how to just kind of recalibrate, bring your, your focus back to God? And is there, you know, something that you can do in order to, to make that a priority?
1: Yeah. Andrew, I I think you gotta be, I know you have to be very intentional about that time. you know, I carve out time every day, uh, after after I pray as a family, like I'm intentional about my time in God's written word. I'm, I'm finishing up, um, with two months to go, basically reading the Bible through the entirety, uh, in a, in a year. Uh, so that, that takes 20, 30 minutes a day for me to do that. But it's, it's, I think you have to be intentional about it, and every coach understands that word. They understand intentional, intentionality, and anything in life, anything on the court, anything with your team that just happened by chance. Our Christian walk, our faith is the same way. You have to, you have to feed it and work it and invest in it and put time into it and uh, make it a priority. And I, I, I try to do that. I'm pretty consistent with it, and I've learned I've, because I've learned the importance of it. I've learned when I get into a, a, a time where it's not a priority and I get away from it, I see my life starting to slip in areas that I don't want it to slip and I don't need it to slip. So that's probably the best way to answer it is when things are rolling, I'm intentional about my time with God. And when, and, and when things aren't going my way, I'm intentional about my time with God every day.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, for those of you who haven't haven't read uh, Coach Dyke's book, The Film Doesn't Lie, that's kind of what you talk about, is just being able to evaluate, you know, that quote-unquote personal game film and being able to self-evaluate, being able to to know when you're going through those highs and those lows when you need to to draw your attention back to the Word. And do you, you know, obviously you lean on the Word of God, you lean on, on prayer quite a bit, but is there any aspect of, like, mentorship? Do you lean on other people? Or is there a... Uh, mentorship aspect that goes into uh, staying calibrated in that right way yeah Andre i think
1: it's the the five or six main guy friends i have in my life I mean, my wife's my my best friend and but there's a, another level of i guess uh, accountability and encouragement that comes from uh, uh, one guy to another guy so i have those Four, five, six guys in my life that we hold each other accountable, just in terms of how we live our life and what we're going through, and we need prayer. We can quickly text one another, and I think it's very important. The enemy wants us isolated. He likes us by ourselves, especially as men, and that's not a good spot to be. And he really attacks our mind and our thoughts, and and can really get after us when we get by ourselves and kind of back ourselves into a corner and, and withdraw from people and. As busy as I am, and, and as, as many people as I meet, I'm I'm kind of wired though to kind of be by myself. I I, I like that, but I, I do make sure I stay engaged with those key guys in my life, and and uh, I think it's a huge part of it. You don't want to go at
0: it alone. Yeah, no doubt. And I think you know for me that's been so huge. I know the times when I've I've had those mentors in my life, and I've I've really actively been engage in a relationship with that, it's helped me in my walk uh, with Jesus and as a coach. And, and obviously, when I'm, I'm not as intentional about that, it's, it's been a struggle. But um, coach, you've been, you know, obviously, you've been a, a lifelong coach, and you've been around the game for a long time. And, you know, I know, when you were a young coach, you had a couple of assistant jobs, and you ended up, you know, leaving coaching for many years, and then you got back into it as a head coach, and then again, left left the coaching aspect of it. But what were some maybe burdens or challenges that you were weighing through when you were kind of trying to make the decision to get out of coaching? Because I know that couldn't have been easy. You know, I know for us coaches, we, we love the game. We love being around it. And it, it can't just be so easy to just say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go do this. But what were some things you had to, to weigh through, pray through that were, were a burden on you? Yeah, I think I'm
1: starting my 23rd year with ESPN. So when I transitioned from uh, – I was actually in the NBA as a scout. I was scouting in the NBA when just by chance or God's divine intervention in my life, taking me down the path he has me on crossed my path with someone from ESPN. And it's an easy conversation. I started working at ESPN. It doesn't happen like that anymore. Uh, so that transition actually was pretty easy for me. Like, cause I was, I was still scouting in, scouting in the NBA when I was starting my broadcasting career. And, and then my broadcasting career just kind of took off and I, really fell in love with the job. I enjoyed the, the, the season, but I also enjoyed the off season because it's kind of a seasonal job for me. Now I go hard for six months. I'm off for six months and my off time, obviously I'm staying up with the game and traveling and speaking and, and, and watching summer ball, but it's, I'm kind of off. So that's very appealing to me. It appealed to me in terms of down the road. I knew, I wanted to be married, have a family and have time with my wife and daughter. So, you know, the coaching world can make a, make that a real challenge. And, uh, I have a lot of respect for people that do it and they, and they do it really well. Uh, so I think any, any, any big decision though requires time alone with God, really searching his word, everything we need to know to get us through life. He's already given us in his written word. If we just take the time to search it and find it seek his voice, and spend time with him. So, uh, But I've learned that over the years. When I was younger, I, I made decisions just based upon probably selfishness and what I wanted to do and what I thought was best for me. But I, I've learned patience and God, if this is not what you have for me, don't let me go there. And that's that just, that just takes time, a lot
0: of growth, I think, to get to that
1: point in life to trust God like that.
0: Definitely, definitely. You know, you've been around some of the, the best coaches, some of the best leaders uh, in basketball, especially in the SEC. Um, you know, what are a couple traits, you know, not only as basketball coaches, you know, what they do on the floor, but what are some good traits, you know, just the, the best traits of these leaders as men off the floor as well? Yeah, I got some great friends in the coaching world that I've developed over the
1: years. <clears throat> Hope I will really let show on the air. I don't, I don't, I don't, root for anybody. I, I, I gotta stay neutral in my job. But off the air in the off season, I got some really good, strong Christian guys or coaches that we have really good conversations. We challenge each other, share with God what, what, what we're learning, what He's the growth that we're having, where He's, where He's stretching us right now. Um, but it's important to use our platform. You know, I the world is full of people that that God could place. placed. At i right at. it's just full of people. But for some reason, that's where God wanted me, <clears throat> and that's where He uses me. That's where He gives me a platform. That's where He gives me a voice. So I try to use it the best I can. I'm not, I'm not perfect at it. I'm a simple man, with a simple nature, like everybody else. But I do try to, I do try to say the name of Jesus as much as I can and put people in that direction. And as long as I have a platform to do that, that's what we're called to do as as followers of of christ so it's kind of what got me me writing a book you know i wanted to take advantage of the influence that i had the stories that i've come across the things that god has taught me so i wrote a book it's been out about two years in the spring it's done really well and i'm thankful for the all the messages and encouragement i've got from people all across the country that god has spoken to them as they read it but it doesn't matter where you are you don't have to be at ESPN doing games like I do on national TV to have an impact and have an influence uh, on people you, you have an influence where God has you right now
0: and that's very important to understand yeah it's, it's a powerful powerful thing to keep in mind just knowing that that God uh, he has us where he wants us and we can we can make an impact wherever he is um, Last thing for you, coach. Is there any any bold predictions you have for this season, or any teams, you know, that you think are going to surprise us? Some teams to watch out for throughout the season.
1: Uh, Andrew, you know, I think it's just there's so many
0: good teams. Like, I start pulling
1: down the list of teams that you could think could they actually get to the final four? Like, you start naming off like UCLA, Michigan, Kansas, Purdue, Texas, Villanova. Kentucky, Oregon, Auburn, Duke—like there's there's a bunch of them. And I I know there is every year, but you know all those teams have older players because of the portal. They they've got good talent. They've got depth. You know, I don't see. It seemed like last year at this point, we'd already figured out Baylor and Gonzaga were two of the best teams, if not the two best teams. It's just a matter of time before we get to watch them play. I don't sense that at all right now. I don't. I don't see. These are the two teams. You, need, you need to take on Zag and UCLA rank, rank one and two. There's a bunch of teams that can also beat them. So that's what makes this year to me really interesting to see how the transfer portal really plays out, how, how well teams come together, how quickly they come together. The NIL, does it eventually become a, a, a story this year? Does it, does it bring teams together? Does it break them apart? There's a lot of neat stuff to follow, but you know, college basketball. We'll always comes through with great stories and and great ending.
0: and I think we'll have it again this year I know we will no doubt it's always an exciting time of year and and really excited to see what this season happens to store for everyone but coach thank you again so much for taking a few minutes out of your night to uh, be with us and uh, appreciate your story of faith and your testimony yeah!
1: Right, thank you very much good luck to you this year